You're listening to the Over a Drink podcast, the podcast dedicated to normalizing normal men talking about normal things, putting purpose to pain, turning men into soldiers, and weaponizing testimonies. I'm Mitch Parsons, and I am your host. Over a Drink podcast. Hi. Uh, so this is going to seem... Uh, almost fluid hopefully we just recorded the first episode with jordan where he shared his testimony and then uh we started talking about some of the stuff that i would love to conversate about um and have um actual conversation around um and so if you haven't listened to jordan's episode his testimony time right before this one uh on your spotify go listen to that um, because it'll give you a little bit of uh, an idea of where we're headed. Um, we ended that episode talking about uh, eating disorders. We'll just say it. And in and uh, about uh, the tension that's managed with it, the impact that it has mentally and relationally and physically. And um, Jordan is, he he shared some things that I'm like, holy cow. You like read my journal. Like I know exactly how you feel. Um, But that episode is very much a uh, Jordan sharing his story. And I wanted to be able to talk a little bit about it too. So we broke it up and here's the second episode. Um, If you don't know, I'll do a quick flyby of Jordan. Jordan is, um, he's great. He is awesome. Uh, Jordan is... uh, he is the youth pastor. Well, let's say this first. He is a husband to super cool, su- wow, super cool, super cool girl, uh, lady uh, named Brandy. Hi, Brandy, if you're listening. Uh, Jordan and Brandy have been married for about a year. He's the he is the about a year, right? Almost the, a year. Yeah. Almost a year in August, October, August, August. Yeah. August. Um, almost a year in August. Oh yeah, that's right. Jess was very pregnant at your wedding. I think you like yeah yeah. Jess was our our designated driver for that wedding. <laughs> I only had a, a couple, but more than one is I should be done and I not be driving. Um, anyways, uh, he is the youth pastor at the Park Meadows campus at Red Rocks Church. Uh, he loves CrossFit. He drives a big truck. It's not big. Just I mean, it's a full size truck, but it's not like the kind of big truck when you yeah, it's not lifted. It's or not anything. lifted, but it's just a it's a Ford. F-150. Gets the job done. She's amazing. Yeah. I'm, My white stallion. Yeah. Second favorite woman in your life. Oh, yeah. Is a stallion? <laughs> Actually, is that a girl horse or a boy horse? I think a... No, I think a mare is a girl horse. Stallion. Oh, I feel like truck, stallion. My truck's female. So. Yeah, well, she's great. <laughs> she's um, great. But we were talking about food. And so, um, Jordan, I, I want to ask a couple of questions and just, just kind of see where we go with it um when you think back to how do i want to start this because i don't want to be so when you think back to when did you first realize that hey maybe my relationship with food is not what it should be because for me the hardest thing is like i don't know what normal means like i don't know like, cause to me, normal is counting calories for everything and tracking everything. I, I could, Jess likes to play a fun game where she literally will be like, 
tell me about what meal you had five days ago. And I can, I can remember and be like, oh, I had for dinner? Yeah, like we had this, 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 and this. And before that, like I, I, I have a log burned into my brain of the food that has gone into my mouth for like genuinely like months back. Um, it's kind of a superpower. Um, <laughs> but, but like when that's normal to me, cause it's been so long that it's just become the normal. So like, when did you, when and how, if you can think of like a time that food became, maybe I'm the, not doing this the way that I should. I remember that day. Like it was yesterday. Yeah. It was in seventh grade. My family and I just moved into our new house. Um, and I had my own room, my own bathroom. Mm. And it was around like, you know, that the PE time where you had to like change into yeah. like uniforms. And I, I just felt really uncomfortable. I mean, everyone's going like through puberty and stuff. <laughs> so I'm sure everyone felt weird, but yeah. I just felt like overly lame because I I had a bunch of like athletes in my class, yeah. basketball, football, like players, baseball players. And um, I just remember like, Oh, I can like hide food like mm. so easily in my in my room now. So I would I remember like because I wasn't buying groceries, so I would hide like Oreos and chips and stuff like and eat like little portions at dinner here and there. Then I would go splurge in my room at night and I'd wait till my parents were like in bed. Mm. So I remember how unhealthy it was to like pretend to be asleep and then go and like see, try to hear if their TV was on yeah. or if their door was shut. And when that happened is when I just started eating whatever I wanted to. Mm. Like, and the goal was to get bigger. The goal was to get bigger. Yep. I wanted, to, but I didn't, mm. I didn't know like about health. I knew like Oreos and big bulk weren't healthy. Chips yeah. weren't healthy, but I was eating healthy during the day. Yeah. Um, to, so I could do this at night and I'm like, well, it's like that thing. Like if I eat a salad now, like Snickers, that just cancels out. Yeah. Um, I was very naive that whole thing, but I was like trying to get bigger um, in that sense. I'm just like, I just want to put on some weight. I just want to put on some weight. So yeah. I was eating a whole bunch and then I'd wake up and realize like, Oh wow, you, you have a little like poof patch, a little, a little <laughs> gut on you. I'm like, it'll go away. I'll run. Cause I, to this day I can like almost wake up like, my metabolism is so fast sometimes, I Must feel be like. nice, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Here and there, for sure. But um, for years, I would hide food in yeah. my room for years. Um, oh, and then I think the first time, like, I actively made myself throw up yeah. because of feeling guilty of how much I ate was in eighth grade because we just got a dog. And I remember, like, I would – the dog would sleep in my room and he would just like start barking and I'm like, shut up, shut up. Cause I'm like throwing up. Yeah. But it was, it was like, I don't want to downplay that because that was like some of the lowest moments in my mm. life where I felt like the most shame and the most guilt. And I remember like crying through this moment. It's like, is this how I'm going to have to live the rest of my life? Like give up sleep in order to go to the bathroom to like make myself throw up to do it all over again tomorrow, like eat whatever I can. Cause I'd be starving throughout the day. Cause I'd only eat like little portions mm. here and there. Um, and I just wasn't, I think like going back, if I was just open with my parents about 
I just struggle with the way I look. Maybe yeah. they would have like a plan or something that they could have done for me, but I was too embarrassed to just be like, I don't know. I just, there was just something about like sharing that, that made me feel like a yeah. nobody. Yeah. But yeah, that's long, so long answer short, like seventh grade when we moved is when I started having like big eating problems. Dang. I think that that's, you sharing that's important though because as a youth pastor like this is what's so cool about like your platform is like for me i started not being healthy with the food after high school um but it can go like your students you have sixth graders yeah they are not immune to this because i think I'm curious. I'd love that. Like we were, we were talking about this in the short little blip between this recording and the last, um, of like, why, why, like, why do I care more about what people think about me physically than what that, what they think about me internally? And like, why do I care about my physical health more than about my mental and in internal health? Like genuinely like my heart or like my, like, like heart, like, okay, you have a good heart, but also like cardiovascular health. Like, yeah. like, um, like, why do I care about like, and it, I wonder, like, I mean, I don't wonder, I, I've done so much introspection in the terms of like comparison to people. I'm so glad you brought that up because middle school and high school, I didn't have Instagram. Like yeah. there was nowhere for me to compare myself to any other person except for the people like in, in my schools, like yeah. people I was around every day. I can't imagine how hard and how big of a struggle it is for someone in middle school and high school today because they do have Instagram and Snapchat and all these platforms that show, quote unquote, what perfect people look like. What the ideal is. Oh, absolutely. And I do, like I talk to students every single day. I know a lot of them are going through, mental health is a huge pandemic in Colorado right now. We're the number one um, state that is with like suicide attempts. Yeah. There's not enough beds for kids to go to in hospitals to like get treatment they need. And it's all because of this state, what they believe about themselves, yeah. the comparison that they do, like they're not good enough by the way they look, by the way they feel. So they're going into these like dark seasons where they're like, I don't deserve to live or I don't mm. want to live anymore. I, it breaks my heart knowing that someone that my students are struggling. Some of my students are struggling with an eating disorder or they are struggling with like self-esteem and they have these social media platforms that remind them every single oh day that it makes me teary. Literally just like thinking about like, Oh my God. No, I, I get, I get it because <sighs> We, we've been there. Like we struggle with it sometimes. Um, and you care so much day. for those kids that you're like, I don't want oh, you bro. to feel what I'm feeling. Absolutely. I want them to like know what it means to like accept Jesus yeah. and live a life for him more than anything. And as much as I want to like force it on them, like I just want to guide them because essentially it needs to be their choice 
Um, but if they only knew like how different their life would be mm. once they stepped into something great. But if in order to step into something great, they need to step out of the something old. They need to like yeah. break the chain of events. And I know you talked about like the heart posture around this. Like I, it's not so much about people liking me for the way I look, but it's about like my heart and my character um, and how I treat them, how I treat other people. That's how I want people to remember me. That's how I want people to like value me is because of the way like I show love. Hmm. Not, it's not, it's not about what I look like because my heart is going to be the same, whether I'm like 50,000 pounds or 50 pounds, you know, it's, it's so cliche and so cheesy to say, but if your heart is in the right place, yeah. like that's all that matters. And my heart is for Jesus yeah. and he's going to provide for me. He's going to bring me that grace and that joy that I'm searching for that any of us are searching for. If yeah. you just give it to him. Like I find my identity. I talked about my testimony. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where to find it, but I find my value and my identity through Jesus. Yeah. Gosh, that's good. And but it's hard sometimes. Like it's so funny that you said that because I literally was gonna bring it to that because I um I posted about this on my Instagram the other day of like I it used to be like a pile of clothes by the standing mirror in our room before we left the house because I'd look in the mirror and be like, Nope, F that. I'm gonna put something else on. Nope, that one sucks. Put taking that off. And I'm just progressively getting more and more mad as I'm or sad or like yeah. like the combination of the both. Like there've been many times that I've gotten dressed and be like, I'm going downstairs before I look in the mirror because once I leave the house I can't change. So yeah. um but I haven't done that in like three months. That's be- great. Because I came to this realization of uh, I'm put on this earth to like, to love people mm-hmm. and to love like Jesus that yeah. like, and to share Jesus. And if you look at me and my job is to love you well, does it matter if I'm fat or think that I'm fat or, cause I don't even know what fat means anymore. Like my body just more to me is like, People tell me that, like, my wife, who's her job, but, like, people be like, oh, Mitch, you look good, which we talked about in the last episode. Like, I hate that you look good because, like, what did I look like before? Like, but, like, you don't care at all what I look like. You don't care at all if my shirt feels tight or if I feel like a roll when I'm, like, leaning over or if, like, you don't care because my job is to love you. And so I've been able to walk out of the house and be like, you know what? I probably don't feel too great right now, but it really doesn't matter that much. And that's been, and that, that's been 10 years in the making of like having to get to that point. Mm-hmm. But then there's also, I say that there are days when I, maybe I didn't take the shirt off because I actively didn't put it on because I knew that I wasn't going to like wow. it. Um, but yeah, I think you're so right in terms of like, it doesn't like, and our it, physical appearance doesn't hold quote unquote weight as to <laughs> what our heart is like expressing. Yeah. If we love people, people are going to love us for that. And you know what I mean? Which perfect segue into like, why is it so hard to say to share with your wife? Because I think, I think that that was, I think my first 
piece of advice when you came and started talking to me. It was like, so does Brandy know about That's this? That's exactly what you said. You're like, did you tell your wife? Does and, Brandy know? And you were like, no, not really. And I, and I'm like, you need to. And I was like, not because for any reason other than like, she's not stupid. Like she sees it. She might not understand it, but like I had to tell Jess and it immediately opened up the door for conversation of like, okay, so like, how does this make you feel? Okay. When I do this or when I say this, how do you want to respond? Like, how are you feeling today? Even like, how is your, how is your mental today is a question that Jess will ask me all the time. Like, how are you, like, how are you feeling like about like, and then sometimes there's like, okay, like, I don't want to think about the clothes that I'm wearing, but like, I love that you asked how my clothes make me feel today. Like, but the, but it was so hard to to tell her at first because like, I don't want to be weak. I want to be your husband. I want to be strong. for you. That's exactly it. Like there is this, I want to be strong. I want to be all these things for you. So I'm not going to show you the sides of me that make me look anything other than strong and brave or like a hindrance to you. Yeah. How many times I've, I've cried to Jess and been like, I'm sorry that you didn't know you were signing up for this. Oh, I could start, oh, crying. Yes, I could start crying right now. Oh, yeah. I am. Gosh, dang it. Um, yeah. Like the amount of times we're like, I'm so sorry that you didn't know that you had to deal with this every day with yeah. me now. Mm-hmm. Like, woo! that's real. That is so real, bro. I'm like, it breaks my heart knowing that like you have to suffer through this with me. Yeah. And then, I mean, our wives are so amazing. I'm yeah. so glad they're friends. Um, but they like want to carry this burden with us. They like, Jordan, I love this. I love when you cry. Like, I love this side of you. And yeah. I'm like, and it's hard for me, but was it, was it in Galatians? What is it? It's like carry each other's burdens. Uh, let's look it up. You, you keep going and I'll, I'll read it. Um, and that's like, we are in this together. Our vows to have and to hold from this day forward, sickness, health, good times, bad times. Like I am with you to mm-hmm. the end. And I'm a words guy. Like yeah. my love, I receive love by words of affirmation. So when she tells me, I love you, yeah. I'm in this with you. This is an us thing. This is not a you thing. I feel so <laughs> like, how do I deserve you? Like, yeah. what did I do to get you? Like you are just amazing and you are so strong for us and, yeah um i know that after like telling her what i'm struggling with like there has been like a we've reached a new level of us yeah like we've reached a new level of like how to be vulnerable with each other um and how to communicate with each other yeah about stuff like this yeah and well, it's like, it's learning how to love each other well, because unless you see someone fully, you don't really know how to love them fully. Like you can love them how, like, I think that's been the hardest thing, coolest, hardest thing about marriage is like, I had an idea. It's uh, by the way, it's Galatians uh, six, two through 10, okay. carry each other's burdens. And in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. Yeah. Um, if anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Um, but what I was saying is like, like you go into the marriage with this idea of this is how I'm going to love you. Well, I know how I'm going to love you. I'm going to do this for you and this for you. And then then you get into marriage and you learn, well, that's not really what you need at all. You need this, this, and this. And then next week you'll need this, that, and the other. And it changes constantly, but like communicating 
through that is the important thing. But if you're not communicating about things like, man, it doesn't have to be food. Like it could be addiction of what, what I truly have kind of landed on this, not kind of eating disorders, mental, everyone struggles with a vice mentally in one way or another. Oh, absolutely. Like, like without a doubt, I will make that claim. If you tell me that you don't struggle with some kind of mental vice, come talk with me. Cause actually don't talk to me. Cause I'll probably ruin it for you. And like, I, I, it could like, but eating disorders are an addiction or are, are, are an addiction. Like you would, you're addicted to the control of consu- what you consume. You're addicted. Food has the control. Food has the control. Absolutely. And you're fighting it. You're like, you're, you're con- like for me, it, it, they, they always say like in a with addiction, I've never been addicted to a substance, but like I'm addicted to an image. Like, oh, yeah. like you are, you're always chasing that next high or the high that was like the first time you're high, you'll like, from what I'm t- told is like, you never get back to that. It's always the the best high. I look at pictures of me a year ago and I'm like, Oh wow. Wow. I wish I looked like that today. I remember in a year ago, I hated how I felt about myself in that moment because I didn't look like how I did a year before that. I'm always chasing that last image of like, when, and I don't even know what that image looks like. I get that for sure. And it's cool because maybe you've had the same experience, but like once you like told Jess what you're struggling with, when I told Brandy what I was struggling with, it wasn't like a, let me fix you. Like, no. let me tell you how to like be better. Yeah. It was more like, compassionate i want to understand you i want to understand the situation and then from there we can take steps to like improve or to make you feel better but it's not like well jordan maybe you shouldn't do this maybe you shouldn't do that maybe you should go to the gym more often maybe your workouts aren't good enough like it's not like a a conviction like a is that the right word yeah condemnation condemnation um it was more i just want to understand this so i can be better for you like how do you want like what best way can I support you mm. through this? Which is hard. Like if you're someone who loves someone that's wrestling with eating or food or disordered eating or relationships with food or you body dysmorphia, you name the 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 title for it that you want to label it. That's the word label that I wanted. Uh but that because that that was partially why like I sat there with you and I was like I, I want you to offer to Brandy that she can talk to Jess about anything because Jess has had to learn to love me through my afflictions Um, in the same way that you have to learn to love Brandy, but like you're having to learn. And I don't, I think that that's something if you're listening to this, like, man, don't be ashamed to ask for help. Don't be so prideful that you can't receive help from someone who like, I think that because you talked about earlier about like your students and I remember the first time I ever, because you earlier in the last podcast, you were like, I have, or like I've struggled with some, something, something that I would call an eating disorder. The first time that in those words, you even paused. If you like, you were like, I, like, this is hard to say. Like the first time I did that was at an FCA conference for students up in northern colorado and there were like 800 kids in this room and i told my whole testimony and at the end the holy spirit was like you didn't share all of your testimony and i was like no i did he's like no no no, you didn't share all your testimony and i sat there and my testimony was over i was like and now i lo- like i'm here with you guys blah 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 
and then so unpoetically, I was just literally, or like artistic or whatever, where I was like, I have an eating disorder and like, that's okay. Um, and I'm a guy who has one and I, I'm a big football player who has one. And like, if you have one, that's okay too. Set the mic down and like walked off. I had, I had 10 kids come up to me after that and be like, I didn't know I could feel that way. I didn't know I was the only one. I wasn't the only one. Wow. And from that moment forward, I was like, yeah, well, I'm going to tell everybody. I'm going to shout it from the right. rooftops. But when you say it, it's just, it loses its power. Yeah. And it, and it, and it cause the enemy has that grip on it. It's like, yeah. I, I have you like every time I'm going to remind you of this every second of the day, every bite you take. Oh yeah. Like I'm going to remind you that you're going to, you're going to pay for this later yeah. on. And you like give into it like, well, I guess the only way to fight back is to not eat. And then you have nowhere to do you, do you lose your power or do you just get stronger? Cause now I'm not eating at all. Yeah. Ugh. Um, how, how have, what are some things that you would say have been, so if you are wrestling with something like this, because I'd be curious to know, Man, the statistics behind eating disorders, I've done a lot of research on it, a lot of studying. Um, there are very little statistics around men because it's not reported. Men don't talk about it. And like, so when you're out there reading on this, but like I would, I've had so many conversations with men in the gym In I've had conversations with men like around at the bar about like food and about like, and I, I watched these people have these habits that are similar to mine, but I've just been enlightened in the fact of like, hey, that's a not a healthy thing. Like that's, but I say that there's not a whole lot of tools for men out there. Like, what would you say that they're, that in the, in your walking through this journey and your processing of internal mechanisms that are operating funky, um, what are some things that you've done to, recenter yourself some of the things that you've done to combat the enemy in his whispers and lies first and foremost uh go to christ yeah. i think going to church being in the word praying about it journaling about it like the ultimate fighter for you is going to be jesus um so that's my first recommendation like maybe you're listening to this podcast right now and you don't have a relationship with god like i would highly suggest like dabbling with the idea of buying a Bible and just reading about um, his goodness and what he can do for you. Um, but um, that would be my number one, give it, uh, give it, give it back to God. And then two would be to share it with friends. Like, like I said before, like I waited until very recently to talk about this eating disorder that I have. Mm -hmm. And because of it, um, I just feel like this weight off my shoulders mm. and I feel like I don't have to hide it anymore. And I have people accountability people like you in my life who will like call me out and you'll just text me and say, Hey, I'm proud of you. Like that other, the other text you sent yeah. me the other day meant a lot to me. So thank mm. you. Um, be like, how you doing? Like, is it a good week or a bad week? Yeah. How's your day? Um, and just like having like people who will like, reach out to you just yeah. like have i'm not saying you have to go and to like your 25 closest friends and be like 
hey, I need you. I guess you text me on Monday, you text me on Tuesday, you text me on Wednesday. But like having like two or three people who you like really, really trust because a lot of my issue was like trust issues. Like with who am I going to tell? Is there a purpose to why I'm telling them over other people? Like if I want like opinions and feedback, are they going to give me something that's like um, faith-based or something that's like their opinion? You know what I mean? Um, So talking to people who will support you and like be in the fight with you. And then, like I said before about all the lies that you believe about yourself or the lies that the enemy is telling you, like counter it with scripture. Wow. Yeah. Counter it with scripture. There are people out there who want to see you succeed and want to see you win. And you just need to let them in because no battle is won by yourself. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. And scripture, um, the two pieces that I, uh, I sit on most often are one's tattooed on me. Um, and it's uh, Psalms 139 verse 14. It's, I was fearfully and wonderfully made. All of your, all of your works are wonderful. I know this full well. Um, and I have a pair of glasses tattooed next to it because that's the lens that I have to see myself through. That's good. Not necessarily the lens of like, oh, when I look at myself in the mirror for the longest time, it was like, there's still days when I'm like, I'm just not happy with, and that's where I have to like, my dog is a psycho psycho. Um, he acts like he's tough and he's like a 12, like a a 15 pound French bulldog. Who like feisty? Oh my gosh! Um, and then the second verse is it's um, uh, paraded through. Sorry, I'm googling it. Uh, it's it's in Colossians. It's Colossians two twelve. Colossians parade through the streets. Um, gosh dang it! Uh, Colossians. Give me a second. But essentially, it's uh. That by going to the cross, Jesus put all of the principalities of the earth. Um, at, he he put them as prisoner. He was no longer the prisoner to them, but he they were his prisoners. And in the and in the the Passion translation, um, it translates that he parades them naked through the streets. So something that was supposed to be shaming him, he is now like putting on display for everyone to see that he has authority over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll find that verse here in a second. It's in Colossians. Um, but I think that's so crazy. That's what we're doing. Like for the longest time, the principalities, the darkness of the world, uh, the spiritual principalities have had me in, in these shackles. And now with Jesus and illuminating a light on it, it's like, actually, you have no power. And like, you are nothing. Amen. But you forget that. God, you forget that. Um, Which is why Jesus, man. Like, every day there's new grace. And every day there's, there's like, because there's days that I wake up not feeling good. <laughs> um, Man, I, I love what you said. Throw scripture on it. Always throw. Like, I feel like. Jess was Jess is on this. Um, she's reading Luke right now, and and maybe this is irrelevant. I don't think it is because it's the Bible. So, but there's a verse that essentially talks about how when 
the disciples didn't recognize Jesus on the walk back to after he had been crucified. Um, they didn't recognize him by the stories about him. They didn't recognize him by looking at him. But um, at the end, once they left, they're like, well, wasn't our heart on fire when he talked about the scriptures? Mm-hmm. And like, the power of scripture is enough to light your heart on fire. The power of scripture is enough to overcome any lie. And we don't, we don't wield it enough. You talked about go get yourself a Bible. And my first thought was like, yeah, but what if like a new person gets a Bible, then they really won't know what to do with it. And then I was like, but that doesn't matter. Like that's not, that's the Holy Spirit's job. (laughs) That's a tangent. I'm sorry. No, I love that. It's like the intentionality behind it. I tell my students all the time, like they'll come to me and they'll tell me what they're struggling with and problems that they're facing with relationships or parents or whatever it may be. And I'm like, okay, well, have you like prayed about it? Well, no. Have you like read your Bible? No. Like, well, why not? (laughs) And their answer is like, well, I don't have time to do that. I'm like, interesting. Like you have where you're, what's, and then I ask them this, like, what is the most important things in your life right now? Yeah. And they'll say, my sport, this recently, he's like, well, soccer, um, my family and my friends. I'm like, interesting. So you have plenty of time to like go to soccer. You have plenty of time to hang out with your family, hang out with your friends, have that social life. But you tell me constantly you want to grow in your faith, yet you don't make time to go to youth. You don't make time Mm -hmm. to go to church. Um, Yet you have all these battles that you're trying to overcome, but you have nothing to overcome them with. Yeah. It's someone, this is a food analogy. Um, I forgot where I heard it again, but it's like, if you only eat, one meal a day do you think that's going to satisfy you for the entire week day or entire week whatever yeah. it is like no you have to eat multiple times you have to fuel your body well that's exactly what scripture is in worship is it's fueling you like spiritually so when you are being attacked by the enemy you have power and strength to like fight back yeah. you can't expect to be fully charged to take on these things if you don't put your effort and your time into it so i tell them all the time like you need to make time like you need to make time to like be in your word like because you're going to see how crazy your life and your situation will change once you start putting god as putting god first like your the important things in your life should be your relationship with jesus then soccer, then family or friends. Like God should always be your number one. It should never be a backup plan. Like mm-hmm. I don't have time to go to church. I don't have time to read my Bible. No, you do. You're not making the time. Yeah. Because you value uh, this over that. Guess yeah. what? Doug said it recently. Like you're up till one or two in the morning playing video games, binge watching TV. So the next day you're too tired to do anything else. Well, maybe you should like – you can wake up 30 minutes earlier to be in the word. You can do this. You choose to have an excuse of I'm just too tired or I just yeah. don't have time. No, you do have time. And mm-hmm. I convict them like you, you do have time. You just don't make time. Yeah. Don't tell me you're too busy. Jesus was going around performing miracles, traveling like crazy. Um, and he never complained about being tired. He was tired. I'm sure. There's this one episode in The Chosen where he, there's just like a line of people. If you guys haven't watched The Chosen, watch it. It's incredible. <laughs> a line of people just like waiting to meet Jesus. And 
needing healing or needing something from him. And his whole day was just focused around serving them. Mm. And he comes back to the camp and he is just like physically like exhausted, like sweating and tired. And that's how we should be. And that's, I'm like, that's a good way, a good um, visual of like how we should be um, Mm. at the end of our day. Like we, we, complain about being tired we complain about this but like i've never seen you guys look like that wow and if you put the effort and you put the time and you make it a priority to be in the word like you you will see like that change Mm -hmm. but until you actually physically do that like you're never you're not going to be able to overcome anything dang alone dang i think that made sense it made sense in my head (laughs) as i was like walking through it Overall, make time. You will make time to do it. Yeah, make time to do the things that. So I think the thing that. First of all, real quick, I found it. Second, it's Colossians two fifteen. And having disarmed the powers and the authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing, triumphing over them, triumphing over them by the cross. Um, That's another thing to speak over yourself. But I feel like it's like like what you're saying is. How often do we complain about an ailment, yet we don't seek any kind of healing in it? We don't do take the steps to fix it. We just complain about it. So, like, what does that look like? It looks like going, like, like I am wrestling with this, but I'm not going to go read the Bible, or I'm not going to bring it to Jesus. I'm just going to keep... A, a funny thought to me was, like, we try to fight our flesh with our flesh. Like, our our affliction with pornography, our our... our uh, eating disorder is a an act of the flesh. It is not of the Holy Spirit. And then we try to fight it with our flesh without involving the Holy Spirit. So we're 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 not opposing it with anything. Like it, we need to bring it to the Holy Spirit. To I mean, the Holy Spirit is inside of us for a reason. Jess was just talking about this the other day. I have reference. My wife is so wise. Y'all don't understand. It's her family, bro. <sighs> Her whole family. Her whole family. <laughs> it's like, okay, Jordan and I have similar backgrounds in terms of like college, yeah, alcohol college and partying. And like, there's pictures of me like standing on countertops. And I don't want to glorify those days, but that's just reality of like what my, my life was. And I married into a family where, oh, dude, the amount of like, First of all, Jess, when we first started dating, we're sitting at coffee and we've been, she had been my girlfriend for seven days. She looks at me and she goes, so do you want to go home to Minnesota with me in two weeks? And I was like, I mean, she goes, because honestly, if my parents and my family don't like you, then there's really no need for us to keep moving forward. And I was like, oh like gosh. no pressure, yeah, right? None at all. And then I meet them and I'm like, you guys are all saints. Every single one of you are saints. Such good people. And, like, alcohol is the devil in that house. And, like, they grew up AG. And, or Were they, they Harry are Potter AG. people or no Harry no, Potter No, Harry Potter is the devil. Harry, okay. Um, any, like, and that is just not what I was growing up or, like, and so I say that. Why did we go on that? Um, we were talking I don't about, know, but shout out to Jesse's shout family. Shout out to Julie and Glenn and all of the other Bakkins and Leadums now. Um, and, and Parsons, um, no, I, I don't know where I was going with that. 
Where were we? What were we talking about? I don't remember either. I just got really excited. Uh, yeah, you got you. You were like, they're awesome. They're awesome they are people. awesome. Oh, we say my my wife is wise, and then yeah, we talked about how her whole family is. Um, but I do want to bring it back to that really quick. Um, in terms of like, okay, we 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 try to fight the flesh. Uh, with flesh, we don't bring it to the Holy Spirit, but we also try to fight it alone. Yeah, and like I think that would be like, why do we complain about something? You know what's okay? You can't hide it. Like you can't hide that you're wrestling with something. You're gonna be tired. You're gonna be short fused. You're gonna be exhausted, which is another word for tired. Um, I have a, a thesaurus open in front of me. If you can't tell, um, but like you can either share it with the people that are going to be affected by it, or you can watch them try to clean up the mess that you created um, by being a jerk, like share it. And there's like spiral effects that come from it. It's not only one issue. A part of my testimony that I didn't share is that like, it started with me not wanting to eat, yeah, which then led into binge eating, which then fell into depression which then fell into the first time I felt like I didn't want to live anymore and mm. wanted to take my life because I wasn't this athletic kid. I wasn't the smartest kid and I felt like I had no purpose. Mm. Um, so something that started with me just wanting to like look better turned into me wanting to like end my life. So wow. it's never just one thing. No. And wow. could you imagine like how many, f- I mean, I, I know, but I affected so many people like my family, my friends, I was hiding this from them. Um, my parents, I feel like they like started to really catch on. They're like, you should be eating more. You should be eating more. I'm like, I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. Like, well, why aren't you hungry? Like, do we need to go to a doctor? Like, like, what are you hungry for? And the more like they pressure me into eating, I'm just like, I just get mad and frustrated. I'm like, just leave me alone. Like, I'm just not hungry. And they're like, they're just loving and caring. And they just want to see like, and if they knew what you were wrestling with, they would not get frustrated with you getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So it's never one problem. It's, it, it can turn into like a huge issue. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to probably say something that steps on toes, but get wear steel toed shoes. <laughs> um, I, there are medically diagnosed. We live in a world where the words anxiety and depression are thrown around like nothing. Yep. Everyone is anxious and everyone is depressed. Well, yeah, everyone is ang- everyone is anxious at some points and everyone is depressed at some points because those are with different levels of severity. Different levels of severities and those are also human conditions. Anxiety is a part of like your body's response to things and depression is emotions. Mm-hmm. You get sad. There are like people who don't create enough serotonin or enough endorphins or they are prone to panic attacks or prone like that are medically like but i would say that that is a smaller percentage than what of people who actually like i hate the term i am depressed i have dep- or no i have depression i i i have anxiety like they're like or i am anxious like you're making it you're you're making it about your identity in reality, like kind of what you're just talking about, I would be willing to bet that those two words are actually symptoms and not diseases. Um, that they are uh, a manifestation of something deeper that they come out is like, for example, like what you said, like I am not an anxious person until I start thinking about how much food I've eaten. And then I start to freak out about food. And then when I'm freaking out about food, I start to do this where I rub my fingers together because like it, like I get vibrating and I, now I'm get, like on the verge of an, a panic attack Oh yeah, Be- because my panic attack 
is because I ate that burger earlier and now I'm having a panic attack. I look in the mirror and I hate how I look. And so now I'm depressed because I look like this way. Yep. And all of that is not, the anxiety is a result of a sin that is deeper that in my belief is like idolatry of food. And so an idolatry of food is a sin. Idolatry of anything is a sin, like soccer, like what you were just talking about. And so, like I said, I'm going to step on toes because, but I feel like I have clout enough to say that I've experienced these things for coming up on 10 years. Um, that, and your experience is going to be different than mine, but my experience, and I would be willing to bet that a lot of people's experiences are symptoms, not diseases. Yeah. I could agree with that 100%. And then it becomes like a pattern in your life. In order to like find healing, what really like worked for me is I need to work on my heart and mm -hmm. loving myself. Um, and then once I started to believe it in my heart, like it, then it went up to my mind and then mm. all my actions that I was thinking about, what I would say, I started to follow. Mm. Um, so in order to like break the pattern of what I thought I had to change my heart. Wow. And that was, that was really hard for me to do is start to really accept myself for who I am in that sense. Um, dang, uh, that's good. Um, Wow. Uh, Jordan, so we're getting notifications from our mics that they are getting ready to die. Um, and so I want to wrap this up before that happens. Um, full transparency, it already happened once uh, and we had to go back and fix it. And so um, if you could give one piece of advice to somebody who uh, wrestles with an eating disorder, wrestles with some kind of mental health um, thing, let's just actually keep it specific to mental to eating disorders. What would it be? That's a great question. I think one piece of advice that I would want to give somebody who's wrestling with this is just from experience, just letting people in. Cause yeah. I went so many years like without telling people and suffering in silence yeah. that when I finally got up the courage and the strength to let people in, I was able to know one that I wasn't alone in this. Yeah. And two, that there was people out there who were going to support me to be better, Dang. to heal and to start to love myself for me, people who would pray over me. Hmm. And there is so much power in prayer. I mean, we can go on and on about that, but the one piece of advice would be to open up and let people in. So I want to thank you first hmm. and foremost for like having a platform for people to be vulnerable, for people to share their stories because when I started listening to this podcast is when I got a little more courage from others testimony mm -hmm. to share about mine, to okay. know that I won't be condemned or uh, looked down upon for struggling with something. Wow. Um, thank you, Jordan. Um, uh, well, we are, Man, I told you guys we're gonna we're getting close to having legitimate mics, but we're struggling with uh, keeping mics alive at this point. We've been going for a while, and so, um, man, thank you, Jordan, for coming on and being vulnerable and sharing. And I'm excited to see what comes of this in terms of your life, but also just like you. This podcast is for one person, and there, I. I I'm so confident. I know this because I say one person 
um, and every episode that I've ever published, one person has been like, dude, thank you for sharing that. I'm like, cool. That was, it was worth it. It was worth the, the time to put together to do this. And, and so you spoke to one person today, at least. And so thank you, um, guys, if you're listening to this and you made it this far, please share that's like the extent of my marketing. <laughs> um, I would love to one day be able to do this full time. Uh, today's not that day. Um, but share it, like it, subscribe, subscribe, uh, leave a comment, do any of those things, send it to your dad, your mom, your brother, your sister, your uncle, your aunt, your cousin, your best friend, uh, in-laws. We love our in-laws. Um, we love you guys. Um, and until next time, thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the over a drink podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the over a drink podcast and on Twitter at over underscore a underscore drink. Reach out and send me a message. I'd also like to encourage you to visit our website at theoveradrinkpodcast.com and sign up for our email newsletter. We're working on weaponizing testimonies here on this podcast, and that isn't exclusive to those who are on the podcast. I'd love for you to send me an email at overadrinkpodcast at gmail.com with a written version of your testimony. I'll put it together in a blog format and then resend it out to everybody on that email list. And in an instant, your testimony will become a weapon. You never know what God is teaching you in your story that may affect somebody else's story. Finally, I want to invite you to join me in supporting this project. There will be a link in the episode notes to a platform called Buy Me a Coffee that will allow you to partner financially with the Over a Drink podcast on a monthly or one-time basis to help move the mission forward of reconfiguring societal norms of what a man should be. Keep an eye out for our next episode. Peace.